Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. You are tuned in listening to United to the Moose. This is the Cinematic Odyssey here on WWVU FM Morgantown 91.7. It's good to be back, back in the studio once again after a long break, a good long break. I hope you were unproductive because I certainly was because that's what breaks are for. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll shrug my shoulders and agree with you. <laughs> I well, tried, man. I well, tried. I, I know. You probably had to shovel like 80 feet of snow in front of your driveway or something <laughs> like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you had to work as well, didn't you? I did, At yeah. At the movie theater? Yeah, but that was pretty good. Nice, nice. You know, I got to see the whale. I put that, my little, yeah. my initial thoughts. That was on, good. I like that. On the odyssey.of. Cinema. cinema. Check the Instagram. If you check the Instagram, you'll see all this stuff. When we see movies in real time that we're not talking about this week on the podcast, you know, you 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 check it there. See what we thought. I got to add to that because I saw The Red Shoes recently, which was fantastic, amazing, beautiful film. Very, very kind of depressing too, but still great nonetheless. Um, And then, yeah, I watched Avatar as well. Oh, how was that? I didn't really like it. It was all right. Literally, James Cameron's writing is horrible. He, it's not that good. The characters didn't care for him. They didn't care about the story. It looked beautiful, though. Hey, credit where credit is due. Um, but even then, like there was moments in the film where the frame rate, the frame rate was like changing up, and sometimes it looked like a video game. Like it was too smooth. It was way too smooth, and I'm like, uh, this is a little jarring. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, I didn't. Nothing. It's it's not that good. Uh, it's all right. It's all right at best. Sorry, James. James, look, dude, just make Terminator Two again <laughs> with better special effects. Dude, that's all you have to do. Just make just make Terminator Two over and over again, and you'll be good. Avatar Three: The Way of Water. Two, Dude, there's, a, two. <laughs> there's three more avatars. He's contracted to make three more. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, my lord, bro. But that's not what we're here to talk nah, about. Nah, 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 I'll, nah. If I may, nah. we're here to introduce our first film of the 2023 year. That's right. We're talking about Best Picture winner from the previous year at the Academy Awards. We're looking at CODA. It's, I, I, you know, if you listened to the previous week, you know that this is my, my number one from all of last year. And you know that Christian, or Tristan, gosh, I can't even get your name right. That's fine. <laughs> Tristan is appalled at that uh, choice. Yeah, very much yeah. so. And, you know, I can't wait to hear it because, you know, he hadn't seen it. So, you know, he can be appalled just by a name recognition. But now he has a reason to be appalled. But, you know, this film was nominated for Best Picture, won that, thank God. Um, Troy Kotzer, wonderful portrayal of Father Frank Rossi. He won for Best Supporting Actor, and it won Best Adapted Screenplay from a 2014 French film. But we all know that I love it. But the real question is, Tristan, what did you think about it on your first watch? This movie sucked. (laughs) This movie blows. This blows. Max, look, 
I respect your opinion, but I do not know what film you watched because, frankly, <laughs> I don't know what good you can come out of watching this. <laughs> if I'm being honest, wow, I did not like it. The only thing, okay, this is the only credit I will give the film. The only there was only two sequences that I genuinely genuinely enjoyed. Uh, well, more, more or less one. There's one. And that was when they were at the concert and the sound went away. Yep. That was the only sequence that I actually liked. Everything else I thought was trite. I didn't think, I didn't think it was good because frankly, it's, it's, it's a film about deaf people. No, but why, why, why is it focusing on the only person I can hear? I know, I know the title of the film's Coda, Child of Deaf Adults. I know that. But to make it at least somewhat interesting, tell it from the perspective of the deaf uh, family members, not from the perspective of um, Ruby. Uh, and so that was the crux of most of my issues with the film, because I was saying, "Oh, it's gonna tell. It's gonna. It's gonna be about um, uh, Troy Kotzer's character and his like." struggle about being a fisherman like being deaf in in the real in the normal world and trying to navigate that with his family and whatnot but then it pitched to the other way and started focusing on his daughter who i didn't really like as a character all too much she was very entitled very whiny and just overall unlikable in my opinion and it kind of it stepped away from the potential power that could have been uh, brought out from the 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 mom, the dad, and the brother. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I have I have points to kind of pers- prop up a different way of looking at each of those you know specific critiques. I have I have you know I I really enjoy this film. I do. Yeah, that's and, totally okay. Yeah, and this this. I mean, I wrote, I wrote down, you know, this is an incredibly, and I, I mentioned this last week, th- I am a fan of a good story. I, 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 will, I would rather watch something with a strong story, a strong message behind that, than just a collection of scenes that push on an ideology. I, I love, I like the cohesion. This is something that I can... I guess it's uh, maybe I can relate to it a little bit more. I I come to school for arts, therefore I can understand the audition process, the rehearsal process, the practice that goes into that, how much time is required. But then you know, I'm not a fisherman. I don't fish at th- wake up at three in the morning to fish before I go to a full day of high school, before I do vocal rehearsal all night, mm-hmm. and then do it again yeah. five days a week. But like the way I I look at this is. There, the way that this this film, in focusing on Ruby, the daughter, it's focusing on the one person who can speak to both sides. It's the one person who understands ASL, can speak to her parents, can articulate um, what the deaf people are saying. What her, what her mother, her father, her brother, because that's her job, basically. She is their full-time interpreter. She is 90% of the time 
only saying what they want her to say because they cannot say it for themselves. To go the other way and focus on, you know, Miles's family, which would be, you know, kind of weird, a weird turn to make, but focusing on the Hearing family and their relationship, you know, in the periphery with the Rossies, that wouldn't be disingenuous because they don't understand the mix. They can all hear each other. They don't, there's no accommodation that must be made. But in the meantime, you can't focus on, the way I'm seeing it is you're not focusing on Leo or Frank uh, because they don't understand, you know, there's that scene early in the beginning. They're setting the table for dinner. Mom brings the plates in. They're glass. They crack on the table. They, they slam. The silverware is making really loud noise as she's, you know, juggling it from hand to hand. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother her or the father yeah, or the brother. Exactly. Yeah. But it bothers Ruby. Yeah. Because, again, it's, it's whether or not she fits in because she can do both. She is both a member of this family. She is fluent in ASL. She is required to be basically their vocal cords mm-hmm. and their ears, but they aren't able to uh, reflect that same understanding. And that's what I, that's what I had about mid, middle way through the film. It's about, this, this is something about understanding. Not literally. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like understanding from her perspective, from anyone's perspective, because what I think it also does well is it rounds out each character in the Rossi family very well. In that, mm, not just we. I'm gonna say the brother. You wouldn't say the brother. No, I would indeed say the brother. You're dealing with okay. Mom, Dad, they all turn to Ruby because she is the only one who can hear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They need her. Yeah. yeah. Why do we need this guy? He's also deaf. He also needs her. We, it feels like they don't need him. They push him off to the side. He feels irrelevant. That's why he's upset that Ruby decides not to go to college and stay on the boat and help them. Because, sure, he finally feels like he could get the opportunity to help and be important and be something that matters. That's why he goes to the bar with the guys. That's why he ends up slugging the dude in the face after he gets a drink spilled on him. He needs, he wants to show everybody that he can do it just the same as a hearing person. And that, you know, I mean, he's, he's condescending towards Ruby. He says, oh, Ruby the saint, giving up her future to stay with us and help us. We're not helpless. We can figure it out. I can figure it out. And he's up to the point where, yes, he's supportive. He wants her to go and do this, but also because he wants to feel like he's needed. But he is. Well, is he though? Yeah, are, I mean, the he two helps, of them. He helps. He helps his dad. Yeah, sure. But the two of them on the boat during their inspection. Who did they really need? Did they need oh, well, another fisherman, well, or did they can, need a human person? Well, you can make the argument then. The, if that's the case, you didn't need a. Uh, um, Frank. That's a good, the only person you need would be uh, uh, well, her. Well, so then, so then the problem is, it's like. Okay, but why? Why is why is the focus on her? I that the 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 crux of my problems is like I, frankly, I don't care about her her 
her uh, her problems or whatever. I want to I want to see the the mentality, the attitude of Frank and of the brother, the mom, and whatnot, and them navigating uh, themselves through through this life. And I would say you do hear. Comments I mean, about I how mean, they're able to I do mean, so. Yeah, you see it sometimes, but most of the film, obviously, I mean, it's about it's about Ruby. Of course, the film's about Ruby. Yes, uh, it's not about the the other fem- members of the family. Correct, but it, I say I, I stem again. She has been obligated as her family's interpreter her whole life. This is her job this is her livelihood mm-hmm. this is all that she has to do her responsibility to her family is the greatest thing that everybody is putting towards her right she does not do something for herself because she is busy caring for her family that is all she does and you could argue that that's is that really it's not selfless because it's She's resigned to do it. Yeah, she's forced Which, to. You know, it's not. I'm not saying that she's a good character. I'm just saying. I'm saying that understanding both sides of the hearing, a hearing life, as well as a deaf life. Well, yeah, you can. Di- yeah, and you then can dive into that for sure. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, what, what, what gets me about the one scene that you love is that again her passion something that she enjoys something that she's been unable to pursue mostly due to her obligation to her family has been singing one thing that her family cannot enjoy cannot appreciate Mm -hmm. I frankly I love that scene too. Yeah. The scene in the auditorium. Yeah, when it the is, sound goes away. It is beautiful. Yeah. It is brilliant. I love it. Because it's just <laughs> but that's, that's it, it. it epitomizes the lack of understanding. They can see her on stage and they can see how she how she looks, how she acts on stage, and they can see the other people in the audience and how they are reacting to what their daughter is doing. They're not able to have that reaction. Is they aren't able to. No one's signing for them at, in this performance. Yeah. They they they're not getting the significance of the words. They're not getting the beauty in her tone. They're mm-hmm. not getting any of that. Yeah. They're both. They're basing their treatment of Ruby and her gift and her talent of singing based on the reactions of the people around her. Yeah. And how, how, what effect that is having on the people that can hear it. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. I really do. Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a good scene. That was a good little scene. Um, the, the main reason I liked it so much was because no, there was no sound. And that was another problem I had with this film. Uh, the identity of it is just very safe. It plays very safe. It, it, there's, no, there's no real risks that are taken artistically it, speaking. Can- are you able to identify a spot where you would like to have seen a risk where it might might have it probably I, I think, would have served it? I think I think that scene in the auditorium is a risk. I if the film if the film was ti- entirely silent, that would be a risk. Yes. Oh yeah. And I think I think I would have liked it more 
if it was entirely silent. Like a film, I've heard of uh, Sound of Metal. I have. That film is fantastic, and it deals with uh, not exactly the same problem, but basically there's a drummer who loses his hearing, and he goes to a community of deaf people and tries to assimilate his life, but he doesn't want to because he's, I mean, he he can't control his hearing loss because it's gotten to a point where it's going to happen. Um. But he doesn't want to become deaf. But the the you get a good representation, a true representation of the deaf experience, I think, uh, and existentially what that means to somebody. Um, well, especially in his case, because he already he had his hearing, but he's losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ending. The ending is very is very powerful in its statement about uh kind of allowing like not trying to change fate uh in a way um because of the, the actions that he takes but i think that film does a way better job of showcasing uh what it is to hear and what it is to not hear um mm. in one's life and i think that this film is taking a different Approach. It's not on whether or not you can hear or not. I think it's more about the communication, about the understanding. And it, no, like I mean that's in that, is, that's in that film too. No, I mean, and it, what it is to need another person. That's why they sing "You're All I Need to Get By." You've got Ruby singing both sides now, and Joni Mitchell at the end. Mm-hmm. Great song. I actually can only hear mm-hmm. that version now because <laughs> that song also is in Love Actually. And mm. but it's sung the version by Joni Mitchell, and I'm like, this isn't this isn't the real song. Oh my! I'm Lord. like I'm like this. I'm <laughs> oh like it's weird. Lord. I'm like oh okay. I because you know I had seen this movie multiple times before I realized oh that's both sides now by Joni Mitchell in Love Actually. But anyways, um, you do you put that song in there because it's again the point I think is that whenever you see the family unit, the four or most Fisher cases, the three of them together, father, brother, daughter, or all four of them, obviously, they are all turning to Ruby because they need her. They are always looking to her to help them and make life easier. Mom pulls the stunt with the news interview. Ruby's about to leave, go to her music rehearsal, and she says, no, you can't go. We've got the news coming here. We need you to translate for us mm-hmm. and, you know, give, give the news the story, which is really, really just completely invalidates her desires, her one, the one thing that, again, that she has chosen to pursue. There's not that support. It's the, Ruby's offering her parents support. Her, she's offering her brother support. But they're not doing the same thing. And they don't until they see the concert. And I think that's the thing. Because focus on... Maybe it's, maybe it's an outdated take. Maybe it's, maybe it's the wrong take. Mm. But what they're pitching is, as much as we can't understand, you and I, hearing individuals, can't understand the deaf experience. Yeah. Deaf individuals cannot understand the hearing experience. Correct. And 
the art that, you know, Ruby produces is not valid because they can't experience it. Yeah. At least until they see the reactions of other people. There is no support. There is none of that um, offered until they understand her talent, which they cannot do because they do not have that capability. Right. But I think you can pluck out you can say that uh you could I can say that okay, instead of them being deaf, they could not they don't know English and they'd be the same film. So the fact that they're deaf doesn't really change anything. No. I don't think that I don't think I think that's another problem. It's just okay, yeah. Oh yeah, we have a deaf cast. But if you swap them out with people that don't know how to speak English, it'd be the same exact film. Right? I mean I don't know. That's the way. I, th- I mean, sure. It's, it's some elements might, like, some tiny elements might be different. But, like, they don't get impounded by the boat. There's not, it's not as big of a deal that, you know, the boat gets impounded. They can't continue to fish. But that, that, that problem. That doesn't become as strong. But that problem is resolved like, no, like nothing even happened before. There's no, there's no, nothing occurs from that moment to the end when everything is perfectly fine. No, we don't see anything that resolves that issue. We just see like a confrontation there in the courtroom or whatever. Like this is the fine you have to pay and they freak out. And then the concert scene occurs after that, right? I believe so. And then everything is perfectly fine after that. They don't have that money. That's the I guess that's the point. The point they're trying to make, I think, with the the fine, the it's taking away their livelihood. And w- I think with, with Frank especially, he – all he knows how to do is fish. Yeah. He learned from his father. It's a, it's a, it's a family tradition, yes. first of all, which yeah. makes it important to him sentimentally. But also it's the one thing that he can do, and he can't do it without you know, hearing individual on board. But, but, so, but like after the concert, they get they hire – Someone who can hear. They hire someone who can hear. All right, I, and then the business looks like it's going well. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if they hired somebody because all I see, no, all I saw on the boat was Gertie, the friend, and Miles, who also can hear and is a friend of Ruby's. Wasn't there an, a, a separate guy on the boat at the end? I don't think so. When I she, think that guy she, might have been Miles. Before she went to school? Possible. Possible. Uh, here, check. Cause, but, but regardless, they had the boat back, so it's like some miracle occurred uh, between. Like, I don't think the ending was very. I don't think the ending was earned. Uh, the sweetheart ending was. I don't think that was earned. Um, and I didn't really like the the resolution between the um, Bernardo and um, Ruby, because he got he got mad at her. He got angry. And then she sang at the concert. Everything was okay. It was all perfectly fine. Um, and then say, their, 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 their relationship was kind of whack too. There wasn't any chemistry between the two of them. And they're like, oh, you did something that hurt my feelings. All right, concert time. Okay, we're all good now. It's kind of like Disney Channel-esque like resolution. 
that's that's what I I I don't think the right the writing is just in the direction for that matter too. Like I there's no it doesn't I don't I don't feel I don't feel like it earns any any of the things that uh it got at the end, the conclusion. You you do is that based on a character standpoint? Is that based on a visual standpoint? Like Ruby getting into school. The characters. I mean, being able to perform in the concert is not a contingency of doing private lessons. That's a contingency of taking a class, which is a requirement usually. With the no, class. but I'm talking it's about... It's got to happen, I'm talking regardless. About, I'm talking about everything resolving itself out of thin air. Like, it, it, it wrapped up very nicely at the very end. Like, it was a very sweet sweet ending, which it was. It was a sweet ending. Yes. Um, but I didn't, I didn't feel like it earned that ending. Considering everything that came before it, I didn't feel like uh, I wasn't. I wasn't really moved. I wasn't particularly moved by the ending, because everything before I, I didn't feel. I didn't care too much about Ruby and um, what was his name? Miles. Miles too much. Uh, the the relationship between Ruby and her vocal coach was transactional very transactional there wasn't much like a it's it wasn't it's a teacher student relationship i mean it's not going to be a grand friendship but again he 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 mentions the the big tagline to the film there are a lot of pretty voices with nothing to say do you have something to say yeah that's nice and yeah, all exactly yes and the, the frankly, she does. And the thing is, what she has to say is the song at the end, both sides now. I am living both of these lives. I have done everything for my family up until this point. She says to him, to his face in the classroom, I've never done anything without my family before. This is as far away from your family as you can get, this activity of singing. Because they can't hear it. They can't understand it. They don't know why you're, she chooses to do this. And... I'll be honest with you. I love the portrayal of the mother in this as being pretty much opposed to this concentration, this idea of going to music school or being a singer Mm -hmm. or doing this one activity. It's the one thing. It's something that I can't support you in. It's something that I don't know whether or not you're good. Several times throughout the movie – she says, uh, you know, if she's, if, if she's any good, you know, um, they're at the concert, like they're in their seats and, you know, Leo, the brother, he signs, oh, she's good. And she goes back, she comes right back. How do you know? And he, he's passing on. Well, Gertie told me, she's like, oh, okay. Now I respect the opinion. Okay. Now it makes sense. But she is instantly ready to snap at any moment where that um, the potential of her talent is brought into question. Because again, it's a film about understanding. They can't. Yeah. The, well, yes, yes, that is true. They cannot understand each other. I, I saw that. I saw that in the film. Cool. <laughs> I saw that. No, no, no. I saw that. <laughs> but I was like, I just... The nothing about it was particularly intriguing to me. I didn't none of the 
characters clicked with me. I frankly didn't like Ruby. Um, like I said, she's very whiny and entitled and just like, uh, I don't know. See, she, she's not, I guess she, I mean, see, I don't, I, I, I guess you can, you can pull that. I don't get that vibe necessarily from her. I mean, sure. But she's, I, I, I do. I she, see how you can pull that. Sure. She's stressed, which is true. I mean, yeah, she's doing a lot. Uh, I'll, I'll say that she's doing a lot, but even then I feel like she gets, she takes for, I don't know. She thinks, she thinks it's easy for her parents to just kind of like do whatever. True. Yeah. But they but can't, she, they're not at the, she, they're not at the level where they can just hire interpreter. She also plays the damsel in distress a little bit much in there but again we we have we do have to consider the fact that you know she's been bullied and harassed for her family for the longest time if you're trying to fit in in high school and your parents show up blasting oh, well, gangster yeah. rap yeah, 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 you yeah. know again she mentions that she talked like a deaf person mm-hmm. earlier on and yeah. people made fun of the way that she spoke because again she had never been around hearing people yeah i know that and you know, you you grow up with that kind of ostracization. What's the word? Ostracize, ostracization. That's the one. Yes. What that word Ostracized. is. Ostracization. You know, she gets made fun of for her family's livelihood. Oh, you smell like fish. You smell disgusting. What are you doing with your life? Of course, it was from somebody in like a nice little jacket, good fancy outfit. <laughs> Probably spent a lot of money on that. Smell good. Smell like, I smell like fruit probably. You know, honestly, <laughs> I'll, I'll put my money on that. But like, it's not, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy to be Ruby, but no, she, she does tend to play into the, the damsel a little bit, a little bit. But again, I, I've said that phrase too many times. You know, if you're, if you're counting when you're listening, tell me how many times I said, but again, just as a reminder, <laughs> it's my that's my catchphrase yeah. today. That's my segue. But again, <laughs> mm. it's she's got a lot on her plate, and it, and she feels that she is the only one that can do it because she is. Yeah. Might 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 she be like, oh, I would love to have more than one friend. Yeah, uh, I would love to have. A boyfriend. I've had my eye on this boy for a while, mm. and you know what? I would really like it if he didn't think my family was a joke or laughed at them just for the way that they communicate. You know that would be re- that would be really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I, I knew where I was going with that. Not anymore. <laughs> Go for it, Tristan. <laughs> um. When I was watching this, I was like kind of shocked by the amount of uh, sex jokes that were in there. I was like, I was I was oddly taken aback by the amount of it. I was like, why? What's what? Why is such the focus on this? Oh, like uh, Frank. Frank is like so overtly v- uh, vulgar. It just seems, comes off as childish again. The writing. Um, and like the t- the the, the brother too, um, I mean, I, I just thought that was like kind of. I didn't really take it that seriously. 
I mean, I've got an idea here. Especially the doctor's office scene, one of the first ones. And which, again, you know... Uh, I just thought it was cringe. I didn't really laugh. Frank is describing his uh, jock itch to the doctor. Yeah. And, you know, it's a fine, normal conversation to have. You know, sure, this, the these signs might be a little over the top. They're very, very... Um, Vibrant, vivid, vivid imagery. That's the word I'm looking for. But like, I think the point of that conversation is that his daughter is 17. Mm -hmm. She has to translate this to the doctor. Yeah. In order for that to be understood and for him to get the help he needs. She's, she's got to be able to, you know, be there for that conversation, even though it's not really the kind of conversation I would want to have with my parents. Yeah. I would not want to hear my father tell me his symptoms below the belt. You know, I, and I know, Dad, you're listening to this. Please don't tell me any symptoms <laughs> below the belt. So that way we have an understanding, right? Yeah. We have an understanding yeah, 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 that yeah. you won't tell me this. They don't have that kind of agreement because... They have to tell Ruby everything because she is the one who can vocalize their issues. And I, another thing that I really enjoy about this film is that, and I picked up on it mm. just this time, just this past time. Mm. You know, this is number four, I think. Four times? Four, You've seen this four times? I've seen this four times. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Anyways, I've seen four. <laughs> yeah. So on, so on number four. On number four. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's, it's your opinion. I mean, I didn't. I didn't love uncut gems, and we fleshed that out. I didn't love licorice pizza. We fleshed that out. It's yeah. totally fine if you. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not your favorite, but like what I picked up is you know each song that they choose. Each song for the soundtrack, that is, in the background. Yeah. That non-diegetic music. There we go. That's one of my terms from earlier. Very yeah. proud of that. <laughs> they all have the word love in it, distinctly. Um, oh, Must Be Love, they perform. Um, you know, uh, they, do, it's, they do sexual love with Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On. Um, I Got a Good Feeling. I think that's... I think that's the Flo Rida song, but that that opening has probably been used before in a more soulful song, which might be just must be love. Um, you know, they do, It's I think it's Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell with the uh, You're All I Need to Get By. Yeah. Both Sides Now is about love. You know, all of this is about love care because, again, there it is. She cares for her family. She loves yeah. her family because yeah. that's the thing. Even though she feels like she's ha she has to, she's been roped into this position. Mm -hmm. She has to get up super early so she can be on the boat with them. She works hard making sure that, you know, her, her brother isn't getting taken advantage of for prices, even though she might herself get taken advantage of because she's a kid. It's... Important to say that she, does she do this because she has to, or does she do it because she loves her family? And I think she, I think she loves her family, and that's why she stays to do the news interview. She says, "You know what? No, I, I could blow them off. I could blow off my mom and my father and my brother, and go to my music lesson and be on time and have everything be fine for me. Or 
I could stay, sign for the interview, make sure that they can be heard so that our family business can take off. Yeah, but even and then. she stays out of love. Yeah, but even then, like, she didn't really care that much during the interview. She was on her phone. Well, she's contacting, she's watching her future blow up in front of her while she's taking care of the family's future. Well, yeah, but even then, she doesn't really give her 100% of her. I mean, I don't doubt she loves her family. I know she loves her family, obviously. Yeah. But um, still, again, she is doing it out of, uh, she's not really doing it with a whole heart. She's still kind of spiteful, like it's more out of spite in a kind of way. The way the way you see it, at least the way I see that. The way I the looking at her in that news scene is I'm watching her disintegrate. I'm watching oh, her. Well, yeah. I'm watching her crumble right there yeah. because again, ha. Let me stop saying the word again. I'm gonna try and stop myself, but I can't. <laughs> if 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 there if the, she's sitting in the news scene. Uh huh. Watching her teacher reprimand her, yeah. say, okay, that that's it. No more. You can't do this. We're done. While she's supposed to be signing about the good things for her family. She's basically, this is the sacrifice that she's made. And, you know, they cut the scene prior of mom asking her. Because, again, she doesn't ask her, really. She tells her as she's yeah, leaving. she demands her. Which is... Rude on the mother's part. Yeah. It's inconsiderate she at the very least. She had, no, she had no idea what was happening. Exactly. Uh, Ruby had no idea what was happening. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yet, even though she has all the reason in the world to say, no, why would I? I mean, last minute notice. It's interrupting something that's important to me. It's interrupting a scheduled thing. It hurts somebody that I've been working with. Um, you know, you're interrupting the one, the something that I I chose to do in my time with something that is last minute and rushed and thrown together. Mm. She's got all these reasons to say no, walk out, and go to her lesson, and then she can maybe feel, and then she can feel guilty, and they can be like, oh, the interview was fine, you know, Leo stepped up and uh, red lips, and everything was good. It's entirely possible that that happens, but she doesn't. Mm. And the, the way that I read it is either she stays out of love for her family and wanting to see them succeed in their co-op or mom stared at her long enough to manipulate her into coming when one of those is a more exciting choice, which I think is the love. Because something that you look for in every scene in theater, no matter what, is where's love. Anything in film, there's always love in a scene between two people, between a person and an object, a position, a status, you know, there is always love in every single scene. I think that's where the love is in that mm-hmm. scene. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's 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 how I that's how I buy into it. <laughs> yeah. But still I what okay. So you said this was the best film you saw. Last year, better than The Godfather, better than Lion, which you didn't even rank. Better than Ran, you didn't even rank either. Better than um, Tar, Triangle of Sadness. Um, I don't know, the list goes on. Um, it does. 
for about uh, ten episodes. Ten episodes on all streaming platforms. Better now. than well, I guess for the first time, first time you watched it because you already seen Jojo Rabbit four. Um, I don't know, but better than those films that I named. Better than man, I can't believe it. Better than The Godfather. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And I, I'll say it again. It's. I know it's your opinion. It, it's not even there. There's a difference. Did you I, like it more? Like you enjoyed it more? I would say so. Okay. And I say there's a difference. If I I said it was a top fifteen for me, not the best, because the best would be critically acclaimed. Best picture is critically acclaimed. You know, um, usually. I mean, you don't think so with with Coda, but that's no. okay. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Your, your best implies acclaim. Well, because I thought that's what your list great. was. You were you were doing the best. Yeah, that's what I was. That's you were what doing I was the best. Doing. Yeah, I hadn't. I'll be honest. My records from last year were not well kept. Mm-hmm. I didn't. No, yeah, I didn't yeah. start Letterboxd until August, mm-hmm. which is you know pretty rough. Can't go back. No, I can't fine. go back and remember all the films well, that yeah, I watched that yeah. that year. It would take a while for you to do that, anyways. It would indeed. You know, I I, I was thinking about this during the, the during the movie. Quick side tangent: uh, the guy who plays Mister V, he is in my number one my the the number one films on both of my lists. He's in Coda, but he was also he also makes an appearance in Jack and Jill. Oh, <laughs> that's I thought funny. I thought that was really funny. Jack and Jill. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. See. See, like that was that was the bottom. That was a low enjoyment, lower quality. I see. But like my top really was centered around and I, I listed this off at what I wanted to improve on for twenty twenty three, which was how do I balance the critical aspect of it, how much it how it said it and what it needed to say, how it was shot, how it was written, how do I balance this with how much I enjoyed the movie, with how much I liked watching it and wanted it to succeed. Because I will be honest with you, putting my analysis hat on did indeed diminish some of the enjoyment I, for me. Mm. It, did, it made me think, yes, that's, oh, that's predictable. That's predictable as well. That kind of falls in place. Mm-hmm. You are correct in that there isn't really strong resolutions to the conflicts. There, it's sort of indirectly shown through the images. How do Ruby and Miles mend their relationship? They go swimming. <laughs> <laughs> they jump off a. They jump off a massive cliff. Hooray! I, it's fun. He's he. I mean, I'll be honest with you. He has apologized prior to that. Is that scene, is him jumping off and her following off the cliff, is that her accepting his apology by being willing to communicate with him, by being uh, willing to spend I don't know. Because we don't see anything from I mean, her I mean, I would, prior I, to that. I don't know. It's I not mean, very clear. I would assume so because they continue talking after that scene. But that's but all it takes for her? But it's not... 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like I I get I get the significance. She's sharing something that's important to her. Yeah, it is important. But, but like, really, that's it. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, she, she literally got laughed at. Her family was ridiculed and humiliated in front of her face in public. Or we could we you know we could you take know. I could take a mildly more depressing uh, look at this, and we could say okay. She she chooses to forgive Miles here because Miles is giving me attention. Miles is someone who's going to give me love outside of my established group of four other people. Mm. Gertie, Mom, Dad, Leo. <laughs> and now, oh, new but, person. But the film but the film never takes that tone or route at all. No, it doesn't. But you, so you can't I don't think you can interpret the film may not, but the character may. Because if you're getting in the head of the the person, that's one way it could end well, up. That is true. That's one way it could end up that going. Is true. I choose to forgive this person because I would like this love coming from them. I, I mean, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. He obviously respects her talent. Uh-huh. He obviously, you know, he you know he cares enough about her. He likes her enough to say, you know, you and your family, they all you all get along. Your parents still love each other. You know, you you guys have a a strong relationship. And she's like, yeah, I'd like a strong relationship with you. You know, next mm. scene. But yeah, it works, I, I think. At least in the sense of, you know, if you're looking for love, which there's love in every song, so there's got to be love in every scene. <laughs> See, look at that. I'm just, I'm just full of these gems today. <laughs> I'm on my toes. I was ready for this. <laughs> Four times. Gonna be a fifth soon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But is it? I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to shunt. I think that's the word. Mm. Over to, I guess, awards reasoning, and why I think it won the best picture award. Okay. All right. So I have my reasons. I know why. You want to go first? Go for it. No, you go first. You go first. You go first. You go first. Okay. Okay. I can think, you know, I'm going to, I got to map this out. Why don't you go first? You sure about I, that? I'm certain about this. Go for it. We might have Do the it. same answers, but mm, probably not. Do it. Okay. It's very simple. The Academy voters suck. They don't know taste when it hits them in the face. They only got lucky with Parasite uh, before COVID hit. Um, that was probably the like one of the only rare times where they actually voted the right film to win the award. Um, I don't remember the last time before that. It's been forever. By the way, this film is classic Oscar bait, just a very run-of-the-mill drama. The only difference is that uh, a portion of the cast is deaf, and that's pretty much the only reason that it won best picture was because a portion of the cast was deaf. If you change out the cast, um, for a non-deaf, uh, non-deaf or hearing people that can hear, it would not have won best picture. It would not have won best adapted screenplay and obviously not, um, best, um, supporting actor, uh, for Troy Coetzer. So, Given that, um, and just m- the other problems that I have with the film, um, which are many, 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I don't, I just don't, it, it didn't, well, okay, it didn't deserve to win Best Picture over literally anything in that, that year. Literally anything else could have won over, over Coda, and I would have been totally okay with that. Well, which ones did you see? Uh, I saw, let's see, I saw Drive My Car, and I saw, what else did I see? Licorice Pizza? Was that, was, yeah. yeah, that was one. Um... I know you didn't see Power of the Dog. I didn't see Power of the Dog. I didn't, didn't see, see West Side King Story. Richard. I didn't see West Side Story. And I didn't see Belfast. Didn't see Nightmare Alley. Or Nightmare Alley. Didn't see Dune. Oh, no, I saw Dune. Did you see Dune? Yeah, oh, nice. I've seen Dune. Or Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up. Okay, me. Mm, Co- you saw Coda's, maybe four of them. Code is probably better than Don't Look Up because I know that got like terrible reception. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe except yeah, that. Well, yeah. Maybe except <laughs> that film. But uh, over. Over everything else except for Don't Look Up. Come on now. Academy of Voters, what are you doing? What do you think? Why do I even have faith in them? Well, here's what, here's what I, I got. I shouldn't even have faith in them. Here's, you know, and again, I, I say it's all subjective. And then and best, it is. And then best adapted screenplay over Drive My Car. Come on now. Come on. Frankly. Come on. Tough. I enjoyed both of those Tough? films greatly. Come on. I enjoyed both One of those One is far greatly. better than the other. Drive My Car is so much better than this. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, I want to take a look at something. Okay. All right. All right. Go. Go. Best supporting actor. Troy Kotzer won. Yeah, he was good. I believe that he, he was good. He deserved. I it. believe that he deserved that. No, award. he was good. He was good. Certainly, certainly over Jesse Plemons. Certainly over Cody Smith McPhee. No, he was good. I, I don't have a problem with yeah. the the deaf the deaf actors. But they were good. The only film nominated for best picture that I didn't watch was Dune. That was the only one. I saw all of the other ones. Coda ranks near the top for me in matters of enjoyment, in matters of importance, in matters of, I guess, filmography. But, you know, I, I, I did predict that Drive My Car would win Best International Film. And frankly, I would not have been upset if it won Best Picture because I was blown away by Drive that Drive My Car is so good. I was blown away. It's so good. But, you know... But of course, let's see. I'm gonna go through them real quick. Okay, okay. go go go. Coda won, and I thought, yeah, that's great, perfect. I figured as much. I didn't see Dune. Dune was pretty so good. So I I cannot Dune offer. Dune was solid. I cannot offer a comparison there, but I would probably still pick Coda over that. Chances are, knowing me, um, <laughs> <laughs> we we go we go to Nightmare Alley. Portions of which were formed will fi- were filmed in Buffalo, which was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. But I mean, it was strange. I, I couldn't really, I couldn't get behind it. It was weird. I didn't get to follow the message. It was, I, 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 I ugh. yeah, I didn't get it. And that, that might just be a me issue, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would go and watch it again either. Um, sorry, Gilmore. That was Del Toro's. Yeah, picture. no, yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, West Side Story. It was West Side Story. It was a remake of West Side Story with, HD. Not going to win Best Picture. Uh, King Ri- <laughs> I mean, Ari- Ariana, DeBose- funny. Ariana DeBose was great as... Um, that was funny. Um, Anita, but... <laughs> HD. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. And like Rita Moreno, Rita <laughs> R- Moreno sings... Um, That's hilarious. Wonderful rendition of Somewhere in that movie, but uh-huh. it was not enough to make it a Best Picture winner, especially since I don't believe the original won Best Picture. 
So it's kind of hard to do that with a revival when you, you're really just doing the same mm-hmm. show. I mean, high schools all over do that show. Yeah. Steven. It's a cla- it's iconic Come, play. Yeah. It's an iconic play. I mean, Spielberg seems to be going on the redemption arc with the Fablemans this year. So I think I still got to see that. I do too. I still got to see that. But then we, 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 wa- we rock over to King Richard. King Richard is a biopic. Was Will Smith good in it? Yes. Did I think Anjanue Ellis, who was um, the mother in that movie, did I think that she probably should have won Best Supporting Actress? Yeah, I did. I did think that she should win. But I altogether, that's a biopic. This is this is Coda's another movie that you know maybe is a little bit too predictable. But I would I would again I enjoyed Coda more. I follow that over that. So bam. There's another one out. Uh, Don't look up. That was. It started off strong, and then didn't. I did not really care for it. It didn't make me feel good, and I don't. I think that was the point. But I. I think if you suspend your disbelief and watch it, you may enjoy it more. But if you're watching it like as a critic, it might not. It won't really pique your interest it wasn't that it wasn't fantastic oh so good so bam don't look up uh licorice pizza we've discussed this in depth i i i i have concrete reasons now on why i didn't enjoy it mm-hmm. the second time yeah. so bam uh that leaves power of the dog which I you know, know you i like. i have in, again railed on i bet you i'd like it i'm I'd probably like it, huh? I'm actually not sure. I think I'd, I think I'd like it. I don't know. Actually, you know what? Why don't you watch it? Yeah, I don't know. We'll it. hear about it I later. Th- I think I'd like it. Definitely but more than this. We got Belfast. Belfast was good. I liked Belfast, but I'm glad that Kenneth Branagh won for Best Original Screenplay there. At least I think he did. He did. Him, that or director. No, he won for Screenplay. No, he won Screenplay. But Good. It was it was lovely written, beautifully written, but you know again, it was uh, as were as like were a, son, a bunch of the movies that made that year. It was just kind of a a personal thing for him. Maybe it spoke to the masses. It was a nice mo- it was a nice moving story of him five years old in Belfast, Ireland. Not five years old, but young in Belfast, Ireland. Really, really sweet. Love the Van Morrison music in that one, but. Again, I, I would have to say I enjoyed Coda more. And then Drive My Car, which is just three hours of mesmerizing, mesmerizing cinematography. I'll be honest, probably could have been Drive My Car. I would not have thrown a fit. I would have been like, I, my mom and dad would have been like, oh, come on, we loved Coda. And I'm like, no, but hear me out. Th- that was fantastic. <laughs> Drive My Car should have won Best Picture. Should have. But... Again, Academy voters, they don't know good art when it slaps them in the face. Except for that one time when they actually voted Parasite. I remember that one year when Roma, uh, Alfonso Cuaron won Best Director. And then Green Book won Best Picture. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was so unbelievably mad. <laughs> I, was, I was irrationally angry. <laughs> like, I don't know why I care so much, but I do. We'll present uh, a full in-depth look at this year's Academy Awards late March, the week before they're airing. Yeah, uh, the the nominations drop on January 24th. Indeed. And then the show 
is in March, like yeah. the beginning of March. Um, but oh my god! But forgetting the academy, I'd like to tie it back into what I said back in in the new year. What was that? I think this is one of uh, this is a positive movie. I think this is this is a movie that has, I think it's rewatchability, because I still enjoy it. I still feel how I feel when I see it because, and maybe it hits more for me as an art student, as somebody who's, it's maybe a little bit more um, subjective. I understand the, the audition process, not feeling is whether or not you're good enough, putting effort in and maybe not having that viewed as, you know, good enough. Maybe that they maybe that hits more more in depth for me as you know someone who will go to an audition and will be told that he's not good enough mm. and will eventually hopefully prove that little voice wrong, but coming in with that background, I really enjoy this movie i That's and I, I will I will grant you again That's great. hey. I will grant you again. I'm glad, I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Putting my analysis hat on, it's maybe not as great as it originally was in my mind, but the first time I saw this movie in late March 2022, uh. that was it was a fantastic experience. It was one of the best things I'd ever seen. Oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm happy for you. I wish I enjoyed it because I, I never... <laughs> I never like Woo! I never like when I'm watching a film and I'm like miserable and I'm like, dude, this sucks. Why am I watching this? You know? Um again, no offense to you at Done all. Taken. Okay. This is more targeted towards the Sion Heater, whatever her name is. because um, she did not make a good film. I think it's pronounced Sean. Sean or I don't know. By the way. And also the Academy voters for putting. <laughs> I have such a beef with the Academy voters. Yep, you do. I have a big beef with them. Academy voters should not listen to this podcast. Academy voters, or maybe you should actually. Who knows? No, you should. Every single one of them to right. learn to how to vote for the correct film. As of right now, Triangle of Sadness for Best Picture. Uh, tar. Ah, see, we're at, we're at an impasse Tar. again. Although I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad if Triangle sent us one. Yeah, same. Sit back at you. Wouldn't be upset. They, if I think, won. I think this uh, crop of, uh, hopefully, I don't know. I mean, we'll see with the nominations. It's looking like it's going to be a very, very uh, good, good batch of uh, films in that category. I agree. Um, and but, I, I, but we'll see. But I have to go with you again on saying that I think Coda does. Coda does everything right, but it doesn't do anything incredibly special outside of the one scene. Now, would I have seen this movie had I not been looking for, you know, the award movies? No, I would not have seen this movie. And would my life have remained unchanged Yes, yes, it would have. I don't believe my. I don't believe that my life has been drastically impacted by watching this movie. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that this is one of my favorite movies to watch. That's good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad and, it is. And I, and I think that's. 
I, a really important distinction to make because the difference between Coda and The Godfather. <laughs> I mean, if I had it's, to pick, it's, if it's I the had Godfather. to, if I had to pick one, it's The Godfather. Come on now, is that one? One makes you really want to watch it again to feel good. The other, not so much. I don't know how great I. Fe- I didn't feel great at the end of The Godfather. I wasn't like, well, happy ending. Let's but, go fishing. But again, I mean, this is a whole conversation on it in and itself. But when it comes to consuming art, do you always want to feel good when you finish watching something? No. And again, that that that's why I enjoyed the whale. I did not feel good during the whale, and I loved it. <laughs> but I, I okay. think it, you got to do it for the right reasons, and there's a reason why the Godfather is so much higher than the Whale on my, on my list. Well, yeah, the I la- mean, the, from the last year. I mean, it's the God. What hasn't been said about the Godfather? You Touché. know, yeah. there's literally everything. Everybody and their mom has said something fantastic about that film. Yeah, I mean, it's the Godfather. Um, but you know, there. Oh man, that was. I was thinking of something that reminded me of something. Oh no. Um I'm scared. Oh no, I think I forgot. You said the whale. Oh no. Oh boy, I forgot. Oh, you I, you really had me there. I think it I think it had something to do with um like when it comes to watching uh films. Uh, you definitely have to have, well, you can't just shut your brain off unless it's like, um, no. Oh, oh, I remember. I remember what I was going to say. Magic. I remember what I was going to remember. Say, uh, Speed Racer. Uh, that's a film that obviously is not well received and I could see why, but I, I love the film and I, but I also think it's great. I, I think it's genuinely a great film. I think the Wachowskis uh, did a fantastic job um, com- making the anime come to life in a live-action uh, context. Um, and I was also captivated by the characters and the story, whatever. Um, and it also looked, like visually, it looked like, none, like no other film that exists. It's crazy. The, the effects that they pull off in the editing, whatever. But either way, point is... Um, that film obviously it has a mixed bag when it comes to reception. It's a lot more negative uh, on the negative side of things than the positive. Uh, but I think I think the more and more people watch it, I think uh, it's it's getting more positive reception. But point is, is that that's a film that generally isn't well liked. I did like it a lot, but I also think it was great. Yeah. So it's kind of like the same thing, you know, with with Yokota. I believe the critical, watching it again just now with the critical hat on, as opposed to just, I'm watching it to watch it. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I had my critical hat on earlier in like the, you know, the second time or the third time when I knew it was going to come. Mm-hmm. I was still moved during the auditorium scene. You know, I, 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 I don't, I'm not certain that it is a great movie but I am indeed glad that it won and got recognition because I, I do like the movie. And I think that also play that sh- I feel like that should play into your decision as well. No, it definitely I mean, should. It's not like 
you you shouldn't vote for a movie that you didn't like. You shouldn't promote uh, a movie that you didn't uh, like. I, I don't mean, I don't agree with that. I I mean, seeing uncut gems, I would not recommend that to somebody. I wouldn't I didn't like it. I wouldn't tell somebody to go watch it if I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. That's that that's not in my style. I mean, th- there's been a film that I've there's been several films that I've seen like Persona for example, directed by and written by Ikmar Bergman. Mm-hmm. Uh and I didn't really like it, but I thought it was am- amazing. I thought it was fantastic. I gave it a 5 star. But I didn't I didn't really enjoy my time watching it cuz it was a little uh how shall I say it's incoherent but <laughs> or confusing I should say. It's very trippy. It's an extremely trippy film. But um I, I definitely gotta rewatch it. I didn't really like it, but I thought it was incredible and I would recommend people to watch it because it it's not only is it great, well it's because it's great and it's, I'd say it's an important film um for the the experimentation that uh Bergman pulls off. Well, so that that that's why I think if you watch something that think you think is great but you may not like it, I think it, you should still recommend it. Yeah, but that you got to check one of those boxes. You either liked it or you thought it was great, or both of them. But yeah, that's the bar. But I would recommend Coda if you would like to see a film that does everything generally to the status quo. What a what a regular film does, with one scene thrown in, as a surprise bonus tool that is really really good. <laughs> you could do that. You could you could see that if you watch from the film, or you could go in, and you could see four incredibly complex characters deal with each other, grow, learn, appreciate each other. It's all about understanding, man. <laughs> that's that's what I'm that's I'm saying. Uh, What's yeah. so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Elvis Costello once said. <laughs> Elvis Costello, indeed. Yeah, legend. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think on it. Even on on a rewatch, I bet you I'd like it even less. Probably. Um, oh, it just didn't. There was nothing about it that I really enjoyed. Again. If if the film was told from the perspective of the deaf family members, particularly uh, Frank and his wife, whose name is escaping me at the moment. I think it's Jackie. Yeah. Uh, and about their, their struggles trying to live in the world where everybody can hear. Because they're not, they're not the normal ones, essentially. They're... Everyone else can hear. They're the exception. Um, and them trying to navigate through that life, um, running a business on their own, would have been way better, in my opinion. Way better. At least a lot more interesting, that's for sure. Um, but, in, but it wasn't, unfortunately. It was a goofy, odd Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, I would, uh, and I'll say, damn, God, that was harsh. Wow, that was harsh. <laughs> okay, that was harsh. You I know. know, I know, that was harsh. I mean, I'll take it back. I'm just kidding. I mean, you said it earlier. It doesn't. Yeah, there's no taking it back. Two out of five. 
<laughs> Two out of five. But, yeah. Yeah. But to do that would tell a different story. It would have been a better story. And that's up for debate. It would have been a way better story. Eh, and and it's, more, it's more of an artistic risk. It is more of an artistic risk. And I like that. I like, I like when artists take risks. Fair enough. I don't like when they play it safe. Unless the script is godly and their direction is godly. Um, and it's like the perfect version of like a super simple kind of story. Like the Before Trilogy, for example. You know, which is very simple. It's just two people fall in love with each other. But it's like extremely dense and very complicated and like super moving. By the way, uh, that's, yeah. enough, that's enough for me. Enough, enough negative, Tristan. It, again... Anything, anything positive you want to end on? See how we always end on a positive note. Um, just to, just to, aside from the auditorium scene, anything that uh, you struck, anything chemistry, um, um, chemistry between the actors, okay. relationship between okay. Okay. the father and daughter. To, uh, the the performances from the deaf cast was was pretty good. I really liked Troy. He was fantastic. Yeah. Um, he was probably my favorite character. Yeah. And we don't really see much of him. Mm. Mm. I mean, we see we see him plenty. I mean, he, he probably gets second most screen time screen time probably. Yeah, I yeah. would say so. Yeah, okay, never mind. But still, uh it's not the film's not about him, it's about his daughter, which I don't like. But either way. That, just, just in case just in case you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I said that so many times. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what for next week? Something. Uh, Maybe something you'll like. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything in mind right now. Well, promote it. Follow us on odyssey.of.cinema on Instagram. Cinema. We'll announce it. When we figure out what the heck we're doing next week, yeah. we'll announce it. And we also got to figure out when we're going to record stuff. Yeah, but that's not something they know. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I know, sorry. Sorry. Ooh, the behind the behind scenes. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, the, the scheduling. The secret life of Tristan and Max. <laughs> <laughs> did you, uh, did, were you surprised by my, my reaction? I, no. No? I don't think so. No. No. I'm not... I mean, I think I would have been more surprised if you had loved it. I'm not surprised okay. by your reaction. I guess I'm just... It, it, nothing you said is really shocking to me, mm. I guess. Like, I, 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 I could say that, you know... Yeah, I was getting ready for it. I mean, I, I had yeah. a feeling. I had a feeling that that you weren't going to feel as strongly towards it as mm. I did, <laughs> given, <laughs> given your reaction not twelve days ago. Oh, that was so funny! I was genuinely shocked that you said Coda. I know. I was so shocked. Oh, I know. I I was, dude. Oh my! If you guys could see my face when that when he said that. Oh my lord! Wow. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. I still can't. But hey, whatever. That's just your opinion. New number one, Over the Hedge. 2006 Over the Hedge. Animated. It's better than this. I disagree. It's better than this. Eh. But. 
<laughs> but again, th- this was this was our discussion on Coda. My number one. Oh my God. Tristan's not number one. Nah, it's down there, dude. It's not. Ah, that's fine. It's down there. It's all art is subjective. It is. No, it is. And you know, as like I said before, in uh, an episode, I forget what episode it was, but or I was talking about um, trying not to be elitist. I think like that was I think keeperish. I think that was right after I said Coda. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Was it? I I think so. Oh. Oh. I don't know. No. No. It wasn't it? Was on a different. No. No. We talked. I I mentioned it on a different episode while we were here. Yeah. But I think. I, yeah. I did mention it then as well. Yeah. I'll mention it again. But it's it's mm, it's so it's so hard. Everyone's it's so hard. everyone's got their one opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got their one opinion that maybe you don't agree with, but that's fine. Yeah, and that's what no, the, that, yeah, that's no, what the that's, great thing is. It's exactly. It's totally okay. It's totally okay. The more you say it, the more it'll be true. It's totally okay. It's totally fine. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And and, <laughs> and with that, <laughs> oh God! And with that, Tristan, take us out. All right. That's been. The Cinematic Odyssey here on U92, The Moose. Moose. Um, that's been Coda. Next week, you'll, you'll, you'll see. Something. You'll see. It'll be something. No, no I'm, I'm going to stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for tuning in, listening, listening to me rant, listening to Max praise Coda. Um, we need... I like I, I liked ranting. It's fun. It's fun ragging on film sometimes. Now you know how I felt about Frosty. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. But that's enough. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. Anyways, um, have a great rest of your day whenever you're listening to this, and uh, see you next week. All right. Bye bye.